Welcome to episode 62 of the Transforma to Inglés Profesional podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Smith. Today, I will be talking with Alistair, an amazing coach from my team, all about how a drop in a glass of water is similar to a straw on a camel's back, the connection between bears and chickens, why Spanish uses a gun but English uses a stone, and the reason why Alistair never forgets to buy some fruit when he visits his mother-in-law. This podcast helps you push your business English communication skills to the next level so that you can grow professionally and achieve your international career goals. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Today, we will be talking about three very specific proverbs. Okay, three very specific proverbs that hopefully we will connect to the Spanish proverbs so they can remain longer in your brain and you can somehow think when you think of the proverb in Spanish you can kind of get some sort of connection to the English proverb as well and so yeah we're going to have three of them we're kind of going to give you a few stories as well and so hopefully kind of make it as interesting as and entertaining as possible so as usual Alistair is here with me hi Alistair hi Daniel how are you I'm fine how are you yeah very great thanks good 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 yes so yeah, three different proverbs. And we were going to start, I think they're probably best just to say the Spanish proverb first, I think. And then mm. we'll kind of go on to the, what, the, the English one and kind of explain a little bit about, you know, how it's used. Obviously, it's going to be very, these are going to be used very similarly, right, in, in Spanish and English. So it's kind of, that, that's not going to be the difficulty, but it's just to, to, to allow people to connect the two, right, and sort of yeah. identify. Well, the them. meanings are exactly the same, but they're, the way you express them is slight, very similar, but slightly different. That's right, exactly. Which we'll explain. Yes, yes. And so the first one that we wanted to look at, which is kind of one that I think I picked up I don't know how long it took you to pick this up, Alistair, this one, but it took me, I think, a while to really identify it in Spanish. But anyway, I'll, ex I'll say it now and then we can talk about the English equivalent, right? So the Spanish is la gota que colma el vaso, right? La gota que colma el vaso. And in English, what do we say for that? We, do, we don't talk about drops. We don't talk about glasses. We don't talk about anything about that, right? But the idea is exactly the same. Yeah, the sort of concept, I suppose, you, with these proverbs, not all of them, but you have you have to sort of imagine it, no? You get an image in your mind. Yeah. And I think maybe I didn't, like you, because maybe colma, maybe that word I didn't know. Mm. So maybe the first time I heard somebody using it, it didn't mean anything to me. I couldn't get an image in my mind. Yeah. But when someone explained it, they said, well, you know, you've got the glass and the water is to the, to the top of the glass and yeah. one drop extra and the water comes over the side of the glass yeah and I went, oh yeah okay that is and immediately i knew the equivalent proverb in english yeah because yeah. immediately that image or that idea you go oh okay that's very clear i know exactly what that means yeah just that you're using a drop of water in a glass and yeah. we use something different we do but with the same ideas in the in the two languages no yeah and i think the english one maybe is even more i don't know an evocative image quite a cruel yeah. image actually when yeah. you think about it kind of quite uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, which I think maybe if people once they sort of translate it and really go, oh, okay, it should stick in their mind. I think the yeah, that's these because pro- of the image. These proverbs yeah. are quite in that way quite nice yeah. because they do they do stay in your mind because of the because of the image because of, because kind of like almost like a mini story, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that once you've kind of got the idea, once you've understood it a little bit, like you were saying with understanding mm. that particular Spanish word, right, colma. Once once you've kind of heard it for the first time, and you've you've got that image in your mind, it's, it's more it's quite difficult to forget it. So yeah, uh, and it yeah. makes sense. You go, oh yeah, of course, I can I can see that. <laughs> exactly. I know what you mean. Exactly. And I know what the meaning is. Absolutely. It says like metaphorical image. Know that tells you something yeah and you can immediately relate it to the english one which is very different but the same absolutely <laughs> as in oh okay yeah it's the same idea no? the same concept yeah, yeah. so yeah. we need to say what the english one is don't we which <laughs> we is, do um, <laughs> yeah is the is the straw and straw is paja yeah that broke the camel's back yeah now you have to think about you have to imagine this situation this poor camel is being someone is loading cargando no straw on its back Mm. for it to carry and it's very heavy and then one piece of straw at some point is too much it's too much weight and the poor camel well it's quite cruel in english the spanish one is much nicer it is Poor camel's back breaks under the weight yeah so that's the image so i think that's if you get that image in your mind and also because it's slightly not very pleasant i think you should be able to remember it now. So it's the the straw that broke the camel's apostrophe s camel's back. But yeah. really, so the camel is the I'm trying to think. The straw is the drop of water. No, and yeah. the camel would be the glass. That's right. Basically. Yeah, basically. In the analogy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's kind of interesting that it's a camel. I mean, like you, you know, yeah, you England, kind of would think. Why would you have camels in? That's right. And like at the same, you know, maybe you'd think like a donkey would be like more mm. appropriate, right? Because yeah, although yeah, in Spanish there are there, you know, mm. there are lots of expressions about donkeys as well in Spanish, right? I think. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway. Why? Why someone decided it was a camel? I don't know. So yeah. Straight. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I have no idea. I have no idea. Maybe we need to look into that and research that. Yeah, Maybe it comes from it. colonial Britain. I'm not sure. Oh, ah, well, yes, that's very possible. <laughs> it could be, right? It could be. Um, so, yeah, the straw that broke the camel's back. Now, uh, as we say that, and we say it kind of sort of fast, right? I Even I said it quite fast there. The straw that broke the camel's back, right? It's actually quite a long phrase, isn't it? Mm. And some people might say it like that, but actually native speakers often like, abbreviate it right they they bring it down to a much shorter sentence when they're mm. when they're talking about this right they actually yeah. don't they don't they, they find it a bit cumbersome the whole the whole cumbersome, sentence yeah yeah, yeah with these proverbs not all proverbs but many and in spanish is the same in you they're so well known you don't need to finish them and also they're often very long so with many of them like this one you only need to use the first part yeah. half of it or even not even half and stop and everyone right. understands exactly what you're saying. So you don't need to finish it, which is actually good. Because so for a Spanish speaker thinking, oh, it's quite difficult. I'm not sure I'll be able to remember to say that. And especially not quickly. No, the straw, the straw that broke the camel's back. You say, well, actually, maybe you never need ever in any situation to actually use the whole proverb. Yeah. Because very infrequently, the people do use the whole proverb, mm. except now because we're explaining it. Sure. So, so, and also this is an interesting one because apart from... You only say the beginning, 
we actually, and this is the same in Spanish, I think you actually, you actually slightly change it. You do. You so do. when you use it, which is interesting. So one thing is the proverb and then how you use it in actual real situations. Absolutely. Uh, so Daniel, what, what would you say in that situation? Well, I think in Spanish, no, it's the same, the ultima gota. Oh, okay. Yeah. But in English is the straw that yes. broke the camel's back. But then when you use it, what would you say, Daniel? You'd say, you'd say, depending on the context and depending a little bit on how you want to express it, but you could say mm. that's the last straw or that was the last straw or it's the last straw, you know, yeah. but basically you're adding that last, right? It's the last yeah. or straw. final. Some people might say that's ah, the final straw. Yeah, I think maybe. last is more common. Yeah. I think but I have heard people yeah. say final because it means it's the final, same. Yeah. So yeah. you say that's the final straw. That's the last straw. So you add that word last or maybe final to the proverb when you use it. Yeah. So in fact, our listeners, if they want to use this, I think it's a very useful expression proverb to use. And in Spanish, people use it a lot. You know, ultima gota. Yeah. And they don't finish the expression, just like mm -hmm. in English, because everyone understands what you mean. Yeah. So all you have to remember is actually to say that's the last straw. Or it's the last straw. So you yeah. don't need to do the broke the camel's back bit. No. You can leave that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which is quite difficult to remember. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So in yeah. fact, you know, like as with all of these types of things, and I and I say this again and again, it's also about, you know, understanding in many, in many situations, right? Because the 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 context for us in terms of being here in Spain, we often hear this expression and like at the beginning maybe we wouldn't have understood mm. it. But now we understand it, but we don't necessarily use it that much. But at least we understand what the person is saying, right? Which is yeah. the key issue. Is the key you don't necessarily have to, we don't probably mm. I can literally literally count on one hand how many times I've yeah, said I'm that. I'm not sure expression. I've ever used it. Right. Maybe once. Yes. Sometimes you don't feel confident because they are, you've got to get them, they're very precise. Yeah. So you've got to get them exactly right. Absolutely. And if you don't, it sounds a bit silly or, you know, you maybe feel a bit embarrassed. Sure. And the, like the colma, colma, like I never remember that bit in the middle and I'm sure. worried I'll get it wrong. Sure. So I prefer not to risk using it so but the point is i understand it yeah so if absolutely. i hear it i read it i know exactly what it means yeah so yeah you can avoid using them if you don't feel confident using them which i understand because sometimes i don't yeah but the good thing is you understand it and that's yeah. perhaps the most important thing it's the most important thing absolutely mm. absolutely the most mm. vital thing so we wanted to give a context for this as well right and so we came up for it with a little story related to something mm. being the last straw mm. and you had a little story about this alistair right something that was the last straw that happened over the past few years and it was kind of yeah, yeah yeah so i mean i've lived here 26 years had the anniversary on the 2nd of may very recently yeah and obviously after I think it was 10 years I qualified for Spanish nationality. So I think once you've been here more than 10 years as a resident, you can apply for Spanish nationality or citizenship, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. And people get, you know, I have people saying, oh, you're going to apply. For, why don't you apply for Spanish nationality, etc." I was like, well, yeah, I thought about it. I thought, oh, well, it could be nice to have, but I didn't really need it. Sure. Because obviously as a British citizen, my passport was an EU passport. Absolutely. I had all the rights. So exactly, you know, with a Spanish passport, British passport, doesn't make a big difference. But I did think about it occasionally, like, ah, oh, yeah, maybe it might be quite nice. Maybe I'll do it. And some people encouraged me to do it. Yeah. But I never got round to doing it. Mm. But then, of course, something happened that we all know what it is, the B word. <laughs> <laughs> the B word. I, I can't even bring myself to say it. It makes me so angry. So <laughs> Brexit, Brexit yes. happened, which we yeah. all know about. Yeah. And that was the final straw or the last straw. 
that broke the camel's back. Yeah. So that was the thing that pushed me to go, okay, definitely, obviously I'm going to lose and I have lost my EU rights and citizenship. Yeah. My British passport is no longer an EU passport. So it doesn't, no problem to live in Spain after so long, have residency. I'm married to a Spanish woman. So, I mean, I can stay in Spain. I can work in Spain. It's not a problem. Sure. But I want my rights as an EU citizen to be restored and I want an EU passport for yeah. things like traveling, for example, out of Spain. In yeah, Europe, absolutely. Yeah. And not have to queue in the airport in the queue with the, well, it, it's not a huge, and vote. This is another point. Mm. I've never been able to vote in Spain. Right. Except municipal. So if I'm a Spanish citizen, I can finally vote in an election. Yeah, that's true. It's not the main reason, but you know, it's yeah. an extra. So, you know, that, that was Brexit was the last straw yeah. and I have applied for Spanish citizenship and I'm waiting for it to be processed. It's just a question of time. Yeah. They're not very quick. So I think I did it almost two years ago and I'm still waiting. But right. Uh, right, right. But you know, I should get it. There's no reason why not. Yeah. Sure. I fulfill Absolutely. all the criteria. So anyway, yeah. yeah. Brexit was the last straw. Was the last straw. Yeah. And yes. as you say, some people would say final straw. Yeah. It's true. Well, like yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think you can use both, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I think both are valid. Yeah, it was the final straw. It was the last straw. Yeah, fantastic. So hopefully that was kind of like ingrained now or a little bit sort mm -hmm. of, at least with a few of those stories, like the, you get the connection between those two, right? Mm -hmm. Between the image of the glass and the water and then this poor camel with, with it's like absolutely <laughs> loaded, with, loaded with straw. With straw, with straw and, and then there's a last piece of straw that finally breaks the... It's mm. back, the poor right? camel's back yeah absolutely absolutely it's so funny because you never usually think about it do you it's just no a, you it's don't a proverb yeah that's right it's only when you analyze it you go oh wait a minute it's a bit it's a bit cruel no poor yeah. camel. yeah a bit gruesome yeah well i'm sure yeah, there okay. there are yeah there are others that are even worse probably <laughs> yeah no doubt no doubt yeah we don't tend to think about them <laughs> that's like, right just expressions we use without that's right analyzing too much that's right so good. We're going to go on to another one now, which is kind of also really interesting. Again, connecting the Spanish to the English. So hopefully, again, it will remain in your mind. And this one in particular was kind of a newish one for me. And uh, but you knew it, Alistair. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of I learned a little bit of Spanish in the every day's a school day. <laughs> That's right. I suppose I knew it because I probably explained the English proverb has come up in a class. Right. And and then the Spanish client student as it said oh in spanish is this yeah and then exactly. i remembered it I yeah so there you go Probably from you repetition kind of like, over the yeah, years absolutely so, so the i've never used it i've no? never said it in okay. spanish i don't think uh, but i know it so again i recognize it yeah which is the key point the key point yeah, yeah. so the expression is no vendas la piel del oso antes de cazarlo right mm, that sense. is mm. yeah <laughs> May, you all yeah, have man. sort of logic to them, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> it does have a certain logic. Mm. Yeah, you got to get the bear before you can sell the skin, right? So yeah, yeah, exactly. Interesting. So one. you know, they're all very evocative again with an image in your mind. No, when you have yeah. that picture, you go, oh, yeah, okay, hunting a bear. Obviously, you can't sell its skin before you've caught it. We would say raw hunted it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, obviously, that's quite clear. No? So it's a, sort yeah. of a truism, you could say. Yes, a truism, absolutely, yeah. So in English, we would use chickens for this one, wouldn't we? Yeah, chickens. we just, again, you know, it's the same idea, but we we change the the bear, the for, bear the for, chi for chickens. No? Yeah. And yes. the hunting for an egg. Yeah. So the expression is, well, do you want to say this one, Daniel? Okay, don't count your chickens before they hatch. Now, this is this is probably one of the most common ones right it's like people use this of all the proverbs there's probably quite is quite a, yeah it must be one of the most common yeah 
yeah, yeah. So yeah, don't count your chickens before they hatch. I suppose to hatch is the verb, word. isn't it? It's like yeah. that to hatch is a difficult verb there. It's like not common at all, but no, you no. know. And I have to explain that every time. And that could be the reason that a Spanish speaker might not be like me with the colma or colma, which I never remember. Yeah. It's that one word that you're, oh, mm, I'm not quite sure about that word. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, maybe yeah. you don't risk. So I think the hatch, we'll have to explain it. So hatching is obviously when the, well, obviously, no, it means when the baby chicken in the egg breaks the egg to, to come out, to yeah. be born, I suppose you could say, it, it that process is hatching. So yeah. to hatch is that baby chicken breaking the shell, we say, la cascara, no, I think in Spanish. Yeah. So they break the shell of the egg to get out. Absolutely. And that is hatch. Yeah. Now, that means the word that Spanish speaker might think, oh, I'm not sure using that phrase, because when I get to that bit at the end, hatch, you know, bit, bit I might make a mistake yeah. or yeah. I might not remember it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah. hopefully the, you can recognize it when you hear it or read it, as we've said. So yes, far, no? exactly. And exactly. And that one yeah. actually can be if you actually decide to be brave and actually use it as well. Um, it can also, just like the first one, be reduced, oh, right? It's it can true. Be, can be reduced. So you don't actually have to use the the verb to hatch. You, you can could actually eliminate yeah. it yeah. and just say, don't count your chickens, right? So it's just like the the last straw. That's right. So yeah, you yeah. you don't, nobody ever, I don't think anyone ever says the whole, except when you're explaining it like we are now. Mm. So again, you don't need to use the whole expression. So yeah, you can avoid that word hatch at the end, in fact, mm. and just say, well, don't count your chickens. Yeah, absolutely. that's it. That's all you need to say. Everyone goes, yeah, yeah, okay. I so everyone understands what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is quite useful because as I said, if it's so long and as you've got that slightly difficult word at the end, you go, oh, I don't know about using that expression. So don't worry, just use the for the beginning. Don't yeah. count your chickens. Don't count your chickens. It's relatively easy, no? Yeah, that's to, quite To use quite, and to yeah. remember. Yeah. Absolutely. And what kind of like context, I suppose, like, this is kind of like, in the context of, well, I mean, obviously, our listeners know the meaning of this, right? Because mm -hmm. they know it from the Spanish expression. But certainly in my sort of situation, where as, as a parent, uh, my mm -hmm. children often come home and say, you know, they feel how they've done, let's say, in the exams that they've had at school, and they might be sort of overconfident, right? They might mm -hmm. say, well, I've got, I've, uh, I think I've got a 10 in that, no problem. Uh, you know, yeah, it's easy. Yeah, it, it was easy. I kind of could have do could have done it in my sleep. You know, there's another, another <laughs> With my expression. hands tied behind my back. <laughs> yeah. But then, of course, you might just say, yeah, don't count your chickens, right? Don't count your chickens, mm. because you really don't know what mark, mark you're going to get until the teacher gives it back to you, right? So yeah, so, so you, don't you... sort of make assumptions about something before it actually happens. No, That's right. Exactly right. I think yeah, you. Yeah. We were talking about this before we recorded, trying to think of something. Exactly. You also said maybe an interview situation. Yeah. Could be similar to your son with the or your children with the exams. No. Absolutely. So yeah, you know, yeah. don't go into an interview sort of just assuming you're going to get the job and ah, yeah, it's easy. That's right. Or after you've had the interview, like the exam, you say, oh yeah, it was easy. I'm sure I've got the job. You say, well, don't count your chickens. Yeah. So again, you don't need to finish the phrase. Yeah. And especially if you're going to do something based on that assumption. So it may not have any consequences, particularly. Yeah. But, you know, if you say, oh, yeah, I'm sure I've got that job with a fantastic salary. So I'm now going to go out and spend loads of money in my credit card, buy some new clothes, a new suit for the job to go to yeah. work. Yeah, sure. And then, then you don't get the job. Yeah. And you've spent all that money. Oh, yeah, yeah. You say, that's... well, that's your fault because you counted your chickens before <laughs> they hatched. 
that's right. So sort of a warning. You often use it to someone as a warning, like be careful, don't count your chickens. Eh? It's kind of funny because chickens mm. are actually used quite frequently in English expressions. Another one that comes to mind just now is like to run around like a headless chicken, mm. right? That's another that's a good one. That's like another that one. one, a very interesting one, which, you know, but I think it's sim also similar in Spanish. But anyway, yeah, those, those two really interesting, very commonly used and Hopefully, at least now, our listeners, when they hear them, they'll have kind of some immediate idea of what, what what's going on. That's the key. Yeah. That's the key. You know, and, and of course, these two expressions we've done so far, two proverbs, listeners may be thinking, but what's this got to do with business or my job? But of course, these expressions, you can use them in all, in, in all situations in your private life, but in work situations. So both of them can be applied. So yeah. don't count your chickens, obviously, as a business, as a company, you know, Again, don't make assumptions about. So, for example, you might be launching a new product onto the market, and you make a forecast. Mm. We think we we estimate we'll sell a million units in the first six months, which maybe you don't know. It's an estimate. No, it's a guess. Yeah, maybe quite an accurate one, but still, you don't know. So then, maybe you decide, okay, on the basis of that and all the money we're going to make, we're going to hire fifty new staff. Sure. And maybe you know rent a new office or build a bigger bill and you say well don't count your chickens mm. so maybe you shouldn't be hiring staff and giving them permanent contracts on the basis of something that hasn't happened yet sure maybe the new product is a disaster and you don't sell you only sell 50 percent of what you expected absolutely and then what do you do with all these new staff you've just hired yeah yeah absolutely so absolutely. it's perfectly valid in the business environment and the first one too about the last straw yeah so you got many situations at work you said that's the last straw mm. with a colleague or somebody in the company yeah i think it's actually when when sort of native speakers are kind of in the full flow of communication and they do kind of really also probably don't have much experience in terms of speaking a foreign language don't really understand what might be difficult or what might be a little bit easier mm. often they kind of go into these sort of expressions and 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 that's where sort of suddenly communication can break down right and like maybe mm. the listener who is obviously not a native speaker might suddenly get worried right because they're not understanding some of these expressions and so really yeah that's the key thing is like your ability to sort of feel more confident and understand and even if you can't reproduce it you know you kind of know exactly what's going on in the in the yeah. whole communication you're going to process. hear people saying that kind of thing in the office your colleagues yeah in a meeting or in what you know that's the last straw and there's all kinds of situations where they may say that no yeah and you need to understand what they're saying because you might completely confused like the last straw ultima paja que es eso? No. <laughs> yeah exactly. so you know it's more i think yes i mean if you can use it fantastic it's brilliant really yeah. really good absolutely and to have that in your arsenal so yes. to speak you know of, of vocabulary yeah but yeah. yeah but i think mainly the main thing as we said before is understanding those expressions because you will hear them around you absolutely in, in private life and in your business uh, yeah life yeah yeah good and then the last one is also kind of a really interesting one certainly this is very common as well people mm. will know it there's just a slight distinction between the two so it's, it's kind of almost the same almost the same yeah there's one word different <laughs> yes that's right so this won't be that difficult so we kind of put it in just out of interest and also partly because there are quite a lot of expressions that are almost absolutely almost the same this is not the only one that's almost the same mm. it's kind of quite incredible that 
two languages, right, can yeah. can sort of almost cultures, originate like, from yeah. different sources because English is more mm. like obviously a mixture of languages and mm. and uh, Spanish more like from the Latin root, right? But mm. that they would have you'd have this particular expression in both languages is quite incredible with with just a slight slight variation, right? So it's kind of yeah fascinating. So this one in particular is right mm-hmm. now the key point here is the tiro, right? The key, yeah. the key point is, and the slight distinction with the English is the tiro, because in Spanish, obviously, you're shooting the, 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 bird. the poor bird. Yes. They're <laughs> all kind of well, quite violent. A lot of hunting in Spain, it's a very popular yeah. pastime. Well, in England yeah. too, so yeah, you can sort of understand where that comes from, no? the, yeah. the hunter with a gun shooting birds. Yes. But yeah. in English, it's not quite the same. No. So it's, it's kind of to, like a little bit more medieval, kind of like before. Yeah, we were joking about before going, well, maybe the expression <laughs> orange came was in England or UK or in English first when they didn't, before guns were invented. Yeah, maybe. And that's maybe why we have our expression. It's a bit more, bit older, Stone yes. Age. Yeah, Stone Age. <laughs> yeah Stone Age. You've given a clue. Yeah, that's I right. Have. So in English is to kill two, two birds with one stone. That's right. So instead of killing the bird with a with a shot with a gun, hmm. we obviously we're back, you know, three four hundred years ago. Well, before guns were invented, we're still killing the birds with stone, throwing stones, yeah, to kill the bird. So the ideas are absolutely the same. Yeah, just instead of a shot from a gun is a stone. So yeah. that, but it's so easy to make a mistake with that little difference. So you might say, oh yeah, kill two birds with one shot, and the interesting thing is everyone understands exactly what you mean. It's yeah. absolutely clear which proverb you're saying, but they go, oh, we say in English with with one with a with a stone, not with a yeah, shot. That's right. So people understand you if you make that mistake, but it's not right. It's not what we say. That's right. That's right. And we're trying to think of a different context where we would mm-hmm. uh, at the moment in our lives, right, where we mm-hmm. kill two birds with one stone. And I came up with the idea that basically at, at the moment I'm reading a biography of a of a musician. And mm. I was kind of very interested in his life and, and and how he became part of a band and and everything else. And I was I was walking through through a shop in in Spain. I think it was El Corte Inglés, and we kind of just like literally. I thought, oh, that'd be a great book to to be very interesting, right? So, but I thought I'll I'll challenge myself. I'll challenge and read it because obviously these days I can could get the book in English if I wanted to, right? But mm. I challenged myself to to read the whole book in Spanish. So that's what I'm doing at the moment. Mm. So basically, I'm kind of uh, yeah, killing two birds with one stone because I kind of like understand all about get all the information about this man's life and what what he's you know his experiences and everything else is kind of what I wanted to know and understand. But at the same time, I'm also improving my Spanish, right? So I'm kind of killing two birds with one stone. Yeah, excellent example. Yes, yeah. so and, it's such a daily expression you can use in so many situations. Yeah, and in work. So again, all of these there will be situations in work where you can kill two birds with one stone. Absolutely. Of course, yeah, in yeah. many contexts, yeah, and yeah, in private life. I think what was my story is of things in my life, common things, is we well, we live in a village forty-two kilometers to the north of Madrid, right? And here there are only one or two fruit and vegetable shops, and they're very expensive, right. or quite expensive. So it's actually cheaper for us, strangely, to actually drive forty kilometers down to Madrid, and we go to my wife's neighborhood. Mm-hmm. where there's a shop that is much cheaper especially right. if you buy in large quantities not okay. if you buy one obviously to buy one banana i'm not going to drive <laughs> but yeah. if you buy several kilos of different you know fruit and vegetables yeah. so we'll tend to go there and buy the fruit and veg for like the next two weeks for yeah. example, yeah. Uh, and it's much cheaper than buying it here where we live 
But that neighborhood is where my mother-in-law lives, which is probably why we know the shop because yeah. we go there and we know. So what do we do? If we go down to Madrid to buy our fruit and veg, I visit my mother or we visit, I visit my mother-in-law, my wife visits her wife because we're there. So we kill yeah. two birds with one stone. Yeah. Not very nice referring to my mother-in-law as a bird, but or killing her <laughs> with a stone. However, that's what um, we do. We go, well, we'll do the fruit and veg shop and visit my mother-in-law or the other way around. Depends yeah. how you think of it. We'll visit my mother-in-law. Ah, while we're there, we can do the shopping. Yeah. So we can, whichever way you look at it is killing two birds with one stone. That's right. One shot. Mm. two points there that are probably interesting mm. to buy obviously you say you didn't mention this but it's kind of another way of saying mm. that you kind of like you i don't know how you expressed it exactly but you can also buy in bulk right buy uh, i almost bulk. that I, I was about to say that and i stopped myself so I thought, maybe <laughs> listeners don't know that expression but it's a good one yeah i don't bulk. i don't know what you said instead you said something else uh, right? yeah, yeah i, I think i saw buy for two weeks or something like, yeah that's right. large quantities i said that's right and that's, that's what right. bulk is that's B-U-L-K. right. You bought, yeah, to buy in large quantities. That's right. You said to buy in bulk. Yeah. Yeah. To buy yeah. in bulk. So it's cheaper to buy a lot of something than one individual thing. Generally yeah. speaking. And the other thing that's interesting is whole, the whole expression mother-in-law, right? Now, I don't know whether you've had this before. Now, it's very, it's very uh, obviously, you said it absolutely correctly. Is this um, a pronunciation problem yes, it is. by any chance? Yes. yes. This is a classic. It is. is Absolute it? classic. Yeah. Do you want, do you want to spill the beans? Spill the beans. Well, I'm assuming what you're going to say is, it's like, it's unbelievable. Nearly all my clients always, with almost no exceptions, Mm -hmm. they say mother in love. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. They can't say law. They have to put this extra sound. So they say mother in love. And I always find it funny and make a joke going, ah, you love. I say, well, I mean, you you may like your mother-in-law but do you love her well maybe yes i don't know <laughs> yeah I and mean, they say, could, and yeah. well you say do you love you and they're like what sorry what are you talking about so you said <laughs> your mother in love no in amor and they say oh no 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 i don't mean that yeah and then i say okay mother in law say yes. the word law and they law. say love ah okay so yeah, even when you really okay. Yeah, well, yeah. when they say it slowly they they can get there but they right. have to practice the word if you i don't yeah. know why they seem to the word law, la ley, no? So you study la ley, law. Yeah, claro, que you study ley. law at university, say, I have a degree in law, yeah. derecho, in yeah. Spanish in this case. Mm. So ley or derecho, no? But for some reason, many Spanish speakers, at least in my experience, have a problem saying law. Mm. Yeah. Maybe they yeah. say it slowly, but if they say mother in love. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I always find it very funny. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're on the same wa- same wavelength there. We we're kind of we didn't wavelength. we didn't practice that and and no, certainly that was spontaneous, you know, which shows uh, how common it is. If yeah. I knew exactly, I thought I know what you're going to say. Yeah, I know where you're going with this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mother-in-law good. is so yeah. funny. Yeah. Good. All right. So there you go. Three different uh, proverbs in English: mm. the the straw that broke the camel's back. Don't count your chickens before they hatch and to kill two birds with one stone. All of those can be used in a business context because obviously we know that we're focusing on business context. Most of the time it's going to be more important that you understand it than really use it. But if you're feeling brave and you want to go for mm-hmm. it, then go for it and even use maybe an abbreviated version of it. Like, you know, like the last yeah, which is much easier. don't yeah. count your chickens count or your chickens. whatever. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure the kill two birds we abbreviate. Kill two no, birds. I, don't I think know. it's one we tend to use the whole, maybe because it's shorter. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. So you would maybe. tend to say, you know, I kill two birds with one stone. That's yeah. one that you maybe would use the complete proverb, but most of them, you might. And you the might. first two yeah. examples, people almost never use the whole proverb. 
which is yeah. which is a good thing if you're trying to use it. You say, okay, don't need to remember all that. It's too complicated. Absolutely. With the, just with the first part, you're 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 fine. Yeah, yeah, fantastic, great, Alistair. Amazing to have you here with me as usual. Really interesting. Uh, I'm certainly I certainly learned that that proverb about the bears. So that was kind of a new thing know, for me. See? Yeah, so kind of, yeah, always learn something new. So thank you very much for your time. And uh, we'll yeah, see you again you. next week. My pleasure. All right. Okay. Yeah. Speak soon. Bye. See Cheers. you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.